Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. Today, I am talking with Ricky Regalado. He is the founder and CEO of Route and two other companies and a partner in the fourth. Ricky, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. Yeah, Regalado. Yes. You got it. You, you didn't Thank miss the name. Goodness. People usually miss the A and it's Regaldo. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yes. All right. Didn't make that rookie mistake. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Ricky, just to kick us off here, why don't you, for the context for our listeners, give us a little bit about uh, your entrepreneurial journey and what Route does. And feel free to talk about your other two, three, two companies and the partner in yeah. the fourth as well. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, didn't, I kind of fell into it. Uh, eight years ago is when everything started. Uh, okay. You know, I, eight years ago, everything, including you deciding you were going to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. The entrepreneur bugs, uh, I itched it eight years ago and it started with the cleaning industry. One of the companies that you mentioned, uh, it's called Rose Lotto Services. That's, you know, last name, it's two last names in one. My oh, yeah. cousin's last name is Pedroza. Mine is, mine is Regalado. Um, and we, you know, we had a day to think of a LLC. So <laughs> that's uh, what happens. Know, we, yeah. We, my wife and him and my family, like my father, immediate family, father, mom, uh, started it eight years ago. Um, and eight years later we have over 300 employees or close to 300 employees between. Did you, did you know that you wanted to be, uh, or did you know that you wanted to be in the cleaning service business? Uh, what drew you to entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, definitely not that I was going to be in the cleaning industry. That's for sure. Damn sure. I don't think anybody who owns a cleaning company, other than <laughs> second generation or third generation, says, hey, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to college for, for six years and then open a cleaning company. Yeah. What did you go to college for? Sports agent. Sports agent. Okay. Did so it, your dreams and aspirations were to be an agent for- And I got for, shot down immediately. I, I couldn't even get an internship as, as, how, as how old at a sport. <laughs> I was uh, 24 at the time. Yeah. Got it. And so, I, you, so I, I just jumped into just corporate jobs, right? Like that was a yeah. mortgage banker for a while. Um, started working at inner workings, uh, doing like print management for companies, brands. And it was, it was there when I wanted to make a difference for a company and I wanted to be more than a number. Uh-huh. And it just, I do, I, I had every door shut on me and, you know, Hey, oh, that's great. Yeah. But you know, like stick to, you're an account manager, you know, stick to the position at hand here. Uh-huh. And that's, that's what, you know, it, it really, it didn't sit well with me. My wife yes. was at the time, my girlfriend, she was not happy at work. She was, you know, coming home just upset because her job went from her passion was makeup to now it was retail, retail sales, sell, sell, sell. She, she doesn't like that. So yeah, I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. My cousin was trying to sell his uh, cleaning business at the time. And 
we were like, man, I'm not happy. You're not happy. Let's we're happy when we're together. And we're like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's open up the, you know, buy the franchise, start from scratch. And shit, how man, hard was, was that? It was tough. That first. Yeah. It was so, the toughest, toughest year of my, my life. Cause I, I kept trying to have another job. Like that uh-huh. first year was, oh, this is side hustle. You know, this is, you know, it's good. Uh, it's, I'm a small business owner. And it, you know, I just kept, kept looking for something else until I realized it was right in front of me. Yeah. When did you change that mentality from this is a side hustle to no, this is the gig. It, it, it literally happened probably a year and 18 months into it is when I, when I landed some, some first big, like to me at the time, 5,000 a month was a sizable contract for us because yeah. up until then we had like 30 contracts, you know, and in the cleaning industry, a contract is, you know, I clean your studio for one day a week. I clean the clinic for five days a week. We clean a school for seven days a week. So variety of contracts at the time, everything equated. And that's my kid in the back. Everything <laughs> equated to like, you know, I think our first year it was 85,000. The, the, the annual amount of, of yeah. revenue that was over yeah. 30 accounts, 18 months into it. I landed a 5,000 a month contract and then I landed another one and I was like, okay. Yeah. So I, I, that was the moment 18 months in that I knew a, you know, I, I liked what I was doing now. Right. I seen everybody's when you see the money, it changes yeah. things, right. Start, yeah. you start to realize and you do the math and you, you know, you see all those motivational charts that tell you how to make a million divided by this multiply. I started doing numbers and I was like, all right, instead of trying to find another job and keep this as a side hustle, I'm, I'm just, just go all in, you know, let's just go all in my, my girlfriend. And at the time now she's my wife. Uh, we didn't have kids. We didn't have a dog. We didn't, we really didn't have other responsibilities other than ourselves. So we went all in for the next, you know, I'm still going all in right now. Right. Yeah. But that's when that was the key moment where I said, I'm not going to try to do anything else. I am in the cleaning business. I own a small business. I am going to build this business. Yeah. So that was Rosalado Services. Correct. Now tell me about how the other companies play into the story. Yeah. So and it's it's literally just they they all play together, right? Where every company I own is in the facility services industry. As I was building Rosalado, uh, you know, I hit a million in revenue. I hit two million. I got stuck at two and a half million for a moment there for a year. I, I I was overwhelmed. I had to do the sales, the walkthroughs, the bidding, the proposal, meet the client, service the client, inspect a lot of hats, which that's no, you know, that's the story. Everybody, you yeah. wear a lot of hats when you're building a business. Yeah. But in this case, I was like, man, but I, this, there's gotta be something better to automate or to enhance this than pen and paper. Everything I had was pen and paper and it was starting to stack up. Wow. And, I was, and then I started to say, okay, I can hire my first salesperson. I can have, you know, my operations team start helping me bid, but there wasn't a software out there that could help. Everything that was out in that time, and this was almost three years, this is about two and a half years ago, is when Route was, you know, born. But yeah, everything that I was out there was workforce management. Everything was for clock in and clock out, work orders. Um, there was stuff for proposals at the time, but nothing was like geared towards doing a digital walkthrough or doing a bid out in the car in your mobile phone. Everything was, you had to go back to the, to the, to the office. Right. So that's when I knew, you know, I was a part of 1871 here in Chicago. So the, the uh, IHCC president at the time, IHCC is Illinois Hispanic chamber of commerce. He's like, Rick, you're always talking about tech ideas and you're always, you know, we're in 1871 here. Like 
this is where people come to build apps. So I was like, oh, well, okay, let me, let me do it. Uh, thought of this crazy idea, entered a competition. Long story short, I won the pitch competition with wireframes. I won $40,000. And uh, since then, it's, we've been off to the races. Found my co-founder at 1871. Yeah. Well, I just want to ask, was it easier or harder doing a second entirely different entrepreneurial thing uh, after having, you know, gone through the, the, the rough parts of the first one and then experienced success? Or was that easier? Was it like, oh yeah, well, I've done this already. Oh, I, that's, that's a great question. I, two part, two part answers. At first I thought it was easy, right? At first I was like, oh, I can do this. I just did it. And I'm doing it over here. I could do the same thing with this business little. And I still trying to grow this business, right? But technology is different. Um, how you build a company is different. The clientele is different. Uh, the the people are different. Engineers, developers, designers. These are people I never had to hire before. These are people I never had to work with. Um, you know, ever, up until then, the janitorial cleaning space is, hey, I win an account. I hire somebody for that account. We train, they clean. We clock in, we clock out, communicate. Job's done every day. It's repetitive. With technology, it's, uh, you know, it's expensive, first of all, right? The staffing part is you're not paying lower to middle income. You know, you're, 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 to get the great, the great talent, you have to pay for it or you have to give equity or you have to give some type of incentive for them to want to work with you versus a Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Salesforce, especially here in Chicago. Uh, there's a, how did you navigate, how did you personally navigate that problem? Man, I it, it's culture. You know, I, I built a great culture with Rosalado. When these guys came on board, and right now we're up to five. We have five employees on the route team right now. Uh, but and that's the beauty part of it is you don't need so many employees with technology because it's technology, right? The product, it's a product that you're working with. So yeah, I I, I you know with with Rosalado, we're not we're not your normal cleaning company. When you come into our office, it's like we're a tech company, right? I mean, I make this place feel and look like you know, a Google, you know, that, that's was my aspirations, right? I'm, I'm a big, yeah. I want to be in tech and I, and I strive to do that every day. Wh- so, why do you, why are you like that? And how do you think that that approach has like, uh, been part of the reason you're successful? It's because it, it's empowering, man. Like technology is empowering. You could put technology in, in people's hands to help them do their job better, to help them keep their job. Right. And to just, I mean, there's nothing like the feeling of knowing that you have the power of data in your hands um, yes. for the good, for the good yep. too. It's And that's where everybody, you know, in a cleaning space, everybody thinks robots, they're going to come and take over, you know, the, the cleaning jobs. No, they're going to help the staff do a better job and focus on other things. And, and mobile tech, you know, technology is still brand new in cleaning. So yeah. it's, and I'm learning that, but dude, I love it. Like it's, the fact that I have software engineers in the office with maintenance technicians and cleaning technicians, uh, again, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what they like. They actually yeah. like it. We just had this conversation, my co-founder and one of our full stack engineers is Rick. We just like to be here. Like we like that our work is being put on the shelf. We like that, you know, our decisions are mad matter, right. Other than we're just one developer of 50 at a big, yeah. cor- at a big company. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing is, you know, if you were right, 
if you, if you were going to give advice to an entrepreneur or someone who's started their own company and is now at X number of employees, how do they, how do they have the kind of culture that you have? Like what, like, give me some tactical, yeah. intentional things. I would, man, and, and this is something that I keep learning to never forget is engagement. Like you got there. So everybody knows how to answer that question is what's the most important part of your business or your company? Oh, the people, right? I, I, I say that, but it's, yeah. you got to add a word in front of that. It's a, it's an engaged person, an engaged employee. You know, like in our office, we just revamped, you know, painted, uh, put motivational words up, you know, made it feel home, homey. Because the fact that even in a pandemic right now, you're still asking people to commit to your mission, commit to your vision. Um, and it's your vision, it's your mission. So what I do is I make it their vision, their mission, you know, and it's really, you know, you hear the word diversity and inclusion. In our case too, inclusion is everybody's involved with decisions. Like they know about everything that's going on. Our, we have a very transparent operation. They know how much we're charging. They know how much our profit is. They know they know everything because the more they know, the more they will work at the same milestones that we need to reach because they know if we become a better company, they're going to have a better career and their futures are secure. You know, the, the, the better we're doing as a business across, whether it's Route, Rosalado, RCM, it's longevity. Longevity in a place that they like to call home and a place they like to work. Yeah. I like the emphasis that the people you, you said like, who, what are the, you know, what, what's the most valuable a- aspect of the business? It's the people. Well, also the people are the brand, like how, how your people are. That's, that's what your brand is. I think that's oh, yeah. a really important insight. Tell it me is. about, okay. So, uh, route's been around for how many years? We're going on two and a half years now. Okay. Tell me some of the greatest challenges that you've had in those two and a half years. So, Right off the bat, the first challenge was, you know, I, I'm still understanding technology, but I didn't know it to a point of like the back end, the technology language, the tech stack. Um, you've got to be savvy. You know, I'm not your tech cop. I'm not your typical tech founder where I, I know tech first. I am, I, I'm the problem. I'm the one who saw, I'm solving the problem for the people like me in my space. Yep. So the fact that I had to be humbling or I had to humble myself to say, I don't know a lot of these things. I need to go find somebody who does um, and let them actually run it and take the lead, you know, cause I'm usually the leader in these other companies. So the fact that, you know, I had to deal with not understanding everything and I was cool. It was cool. Like I, now I know more and I still don't know as much as I'd like to, but you have to be open to, to criticism, like, you know, pitfalls. I've already, I failed miserably in the beginning. We, hired an outside agency. I had to scratch everything we had built for the first six months. And that hurts. Like Oof. you hear the word technical debt in our, in technology companies a lot, because you get a lot of technical debt when you start going one direction, keep yeah. building, keep building. And you end up finding out that wasn't the right tech stack you should have used. Or, and yeah. it's like, there's either you're going to fix it or pivot, but you got to know that all that time you spent uh, it's just a learning experience and, and it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. How quick are you Ricky at making those kind of decisions? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty quick, man. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I'm learning because I remember I bootstrapped everything. So a yeah. lot of our, everything that we built so far, um, cause investment, that's a whole other beast, right. Is yeah. raising money, fundraising. I've never taken money from anybody, let alone yeah. my aunt, you know, my aunt or my uncle might, it may have given me some money, but other than institutional, institutional banks that, 
you know, here's the paperwork. Thank you. $100,000 credit line. Cool. It's, that's normal. Fundraising, talking to angel investors, talking to VCs yeah. that, you know, beat you up and spit you out. And, you know, they, they tell you your product's not going to make it over and over again. And you're like, man, this is my dream. Like, I, uh-huh. I got to see this through, even though these 80 investors in a row said no, you're going to find the ones that say yes. And you just take the yeses and keep building on those. Dang. What would you say was the tipping point of success for route? A time when you felt like you were beating your head against the wall, maybe, or a difficult decision that you made or something that happened that tipped you towards success? Oh man. I mean, again, another great question. I would say, so I had a CTO and, you know, we were doing great things. Everything was going wonderful. Um, you know, the product was being built. We had, I had entrusted in him on everything we're doing. Love the guy to death. He's still, you know, he's still a stakeholder in the company, but he was, he came from corporates and, and he had a structure to him that I just didn't like, we got away from being just a startup, right? A gritty startup that was not, you know, we weren't structured the way he wanted it to be, but nothing against that. Like, trust me, I love structure too, but uh, you know, we separated, you know, we went, we went our separate ways still amicable, you know, friends. I still text him. I sent him a reference letter to help him at his next position, but it was a crossroads where literally I shed a tear. I was, I was sad because I was like, that's, that's a big piece to our puzzle. What are we going to do now? You know, I still had other team members. I still had money invested. It was a break. It was a point where I could have folded up and, you know, cause I still had the other successful businesses but we did it. Hit, put yeah. our heads down. My co-founder's like, Rick, let's do this. Let's keep going. And we have had the most successful most or last nine months that we've ever had. We've only been around for you know two and a half years. Yeah. But product is feeling better than ever. Uh, the customers have, have spoken. We know what we have to do for 2.0 version. We are, we're, you know, revenue is building. Everything is going in the right direction. And even our, I have an angel investor that said, Rick, I, you could have folded, man. He's like, I cannot. Pandemic, COVID, lose your CTO, you lose, you know, because our whole round of funding like went down, debacle, right? But it was all for the good because we probably weren't ready to take that kind of amount of money from investors to where this product today is better than it was nine months ago. Now let's talk about getting some money, right? Because now it's like, the return is better. The, the business model is better. Everything is better to where not only are we going to benefit, but the investors are going to benefit from investing in a, in a company. Because that's what it's all about. Tech startups about uh, scaling your business, growing your business. If you really want to get to that, you know, those, the, all the stories that you hear about all these tech companies. How, how do you separate without ruining a friendship? Uh, man, I, I'm a positive person. I'm very, everything I do, I take everything that's a negative, turn into a positive. And those type of decisions have to be made. But I, I always look in the, in the good of the decision. Like, like I said, this, this, that could have, that could have been, that could have gone wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, Firing somebody. I, I, I'm like the nicest person or when you get fired by me, it's a nice way to get fired. (laughs) That's good. That's the only only way I know how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricky, what's up ahead challenge-wise for out? Like, what are some problems that you're currently trying to solve or tipping points you're still trying to get to? Uh, well, trying to build too much, right? We're, we're staying focused and I'm having to learn to say no. 
to things that, yeah. you know, I want to build everything. I want this platform to be, you know, what we're called, we, we call it in the office, like the Amazon of our service industry, right? Well, guess what? There's a lot of features that come with that. There's a lot of cost. There's a lot of headache. There's a lot of roadblocks that can come up. So it's, it's, it's tough to want to do everything, but what we, what I truly want is just to be focused. I really yeah. want to be focused and just have a roadmap and which we finally do right now and just set ourselves up for success. Cause you can't be everything for everybody. Yeah. Love it. Ricky, how can listeners connect with you? Yeah. I mean, Hey, you could follow me on Instagram, Ricky Reglato, follow me on LinkedIn. Same thing. Every, everything is either Ricardo or Ricky Reglato. Um, we're big on social media. I, you know, I've got a YouTube channel as well for route. Um, if you look it up route platform, but, uh, and Rosalado as well. I mean, I, I'm awesome. here for, for small business owners as well, just in general, it doesn't have to be cleaning related. It's, it's not easy. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people should always consider. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.